Good morning. Welcome to Brachos Nun Gimel, page 53. The Gemara just continues talking about the candle that's used for Havdalah. And we say that Or Shashavas Mivarchanulav, it has to be a candle that actually was not, was resting on Shabbos. So, which basically means that if the candle was lit on Shabbos, you can't use it for Havdalah. And this certainly means if it was lit by a, by a Jew. But even if it was lit by a non-Jew, you're not allowed to use that candle on Shabbos. And then the Gemara goes on um, with many ways of determining whether a candle was lit by a Jew or by a non-Jew. What if it was lit by a, a non-Jew originally, but then you lit from one flame to another flame? That would also be a problem on Shabbos. Basically, you either need to have a candle that's lit anew or one that was lit from before Shabbos. Or if it was lit on Shabbos, it has to be done in a way that was mutter. Like, let's say you lit it for the sake of someone who was very sick or it was lit for someone who was giving birth. Uh, those would be situations when it would be okay. Uh, the Gemara goes on and talks about uh, restrictions with the candle. It has to be that the candle is lit for illumination, for, for light, and not for kavod, not for honor. Like let's say an Adam Chashav, an important person is in the shul and they light a candle on his behalf. And later on we're going to say, even talk about the situation where it's a candle lit for a mace, for a, for a corpse. Since these are not lit for illumination purposes, therefore you could not uh, use that. And, um, similarly, uh, if a candle uh, was was made, made for a kira, for a tanor, it was made for an oven or for a stove, it was made for cooking purposes, all these candles would not be able to be used. It has to be a candle that's lit, that's lit for light purposes. The Gemara goes on, and has a very interesting debate between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel about, let's say, a candle was brought in the middle of the Beis Matter. It should sound like they didn't necessarily always have the Borei Maresh in the middle of Havdalah, but let's say they just brought it on Matzah Shabbos, people were sitting and learning. Should you have everybody make uh, their own bracha? That's Beis Shammai's position, because Beis Shammai doesn't want you to interrupt your learning. And if everyone would have to come together, then it would interrupt your learning. But Beis says, Berov Am Hadras Malach, it's better to do it Berov Am with a multitude of people. And this becomes a principle that we try to do things with a multitude of people and having one person do it for everyone instead of each person doing it on their own. Uh, the Gemara goes on and talks about not using the candle that was used for a mace, for a corpse. And the reason why is because it's used for honor, for kavod hamace, not for illumination. And also you can't use the besamim, the fragrance, because even though they do smell, but that is inten- that intention is la'avure recha ra. It's in order to remove a bad smell, uh, not to bring a good smell. Uh, the Gemara talks about if somebody is in a store that sells besamim and they're there the whole day, they only have to make one bracha and that fulfills their obligation for the whole day. Then the Gemara on the Amadeus, on Nun Gemil Amadeus, talks about what happens when, when you actually do do the, the Aish, the fire on Saturday night, on Matzah Shabbos for Abdullah, do you actually have to benefit from it? The first opinion is, Lo you don't actually have to benefit from it, you just have to actually see it. But the second, the Halacha follows, Rava, Rava says actually, Yehusu is Mamish, you actually have to um, uh, benefit from it, and the Gemara talks about being able to distinguish between two coins, and from here we have our minhag, our custom, that on Matzah Shabbos, what we do is we actually put our fingernails up, so we're actually uh, benefiting from the candle. The Gemara does say that, uh, that, that when it comes to the candle, uh, unlike other mitzvahs where you have to be machshir, you have to run and try to find them, but you don't have to run in machshir, or you don't have to run out and run after them, rather, as the Gemara says, if it's there, you make the bracha on it, but you don't necessarily have to run after it. Then the final part of the of the of the daf talks about the question of what happens if you forgot to bench. So the halacha is that if you forgot to bench, Beis Shammai says you have to go back, and Beis Hillel says no, you just bench where you are. Um, so the Gemara says uh, Beis Hillel says to Beis Shammai, 
Um, what do you mean? If you're telling me you have to go back and bench where you were, let's say you were like on the top of a big tower, you were on the top of a big palace, would you have to, and then you went all the way down and you forgot the bench, you realized that you forgot the bench, would you have to go all the way up? And Beishame said very smartly back to them, what do you mean? Let's say you for, forgot a purse of gold coins, wouldn't you, you certainly would go back, so you should go back now. And then the Mormon gives a story of somebody who actually forgot the bench, uh, and they went back up to the top of the roof to bench, and they actually did in fact find a purse of gold coins and other similar stories where some people did not go back, even though they intentionally uh, didn't bench, and they were actually devoured by an animal, by a lion, I think it was, whereas if the people who did go back, not only did they not get hurt, but they actually rewarded with, 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 uh, with lots of money. There was another story where one rabbi was traveling a caravan. They had stopped to eat. He ate. He forgot the bench. Then they started traveling. And what happened was he was embarrassed to say that he forgot the bench. And I don't think he was embarrassed. He just thought that if he said that, they would say, oh, just bench where you are. Hashem can listen to your prayers wherever you are. So instead, he said, oh, you know what? I forgot a, a gold-plated dove back there. Um, so it was worth a lot of money. So of course they said, fine, for that we'll go back. So they go back and he was able to bench, but of course when he was there to go find it, he actually did find a gold plate above and he was able to do that. Finally, the Gemara talks about how long you have to bench. You have to bench as long as Akadeshir Ichol until you have um, not digested the food. Another opinion says that it's as long as you're still thirsty from the food, which would be a shorter time according to most opinions. We passed in it's Akadeshir Ichol, the amount of time that it takes to actually, um, um, to actually um, digest the food, which we say is the time of four mil, which is approximately 72 minutes. So as long as you have, if you forgot the bench, but if it's within 72 minutes, you can still bench. But after that time, it's too late to bench. Uh, this concludes this parak. We'll continue the next parak, the ninth parak, the final chapter of Rafos tomorrow.